0: Come oh on! Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontanel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Lots of things to look at in this market. Saw some higher numbers in the corn and the beans. A bit of a mixed trade going on in the wheat complex. If you could flip the page to the livestock side, yep, another limit update. Expanded limits that were taking place there. Interesting factors. We're going to talk more about that as we head towards the livestock. But we'll start out hitting the grains as Sam Hudson joins us with Corn Belt Marketing. Is there some light selling on the wheat that had a pullover factor to the corn today
1: well i think part of what was going on today may have been some unwinding of some of these spreads you know if you look at uh uh, bull spreads were working in corn. Uh, they started working a little bit more in beans here towards the close, but, uh, you know, we've really seen a jump in wheat values versus corn here over the last, uh, several trading sessions here over the last week or so. Um, so you could get some of that going on. We got a, you know, quarterly stocks and acreage report here a week from today. I think some of this, uh, the strength we're seeing on the weakness too is some endings you're stepping in. The question is, though, is what is our pace going to look like? You know, how much of the, of the hole that we're going to have from ethanol coming to a screeching halt can we fill? Uh, with, with feed and with exports here over the next thirty to forty-five days.
0: You talk about the exports. Where are we sitting? Market numbers at this point?
1: You know, inspection data came out yesterday, and we're we're still lagging. Uh, we're lagging on the sales side in corn, and and the numbers aren't dramatic. Uh, in fact, I actually expect this data to continue to look better and better. Um, but there again, you know, just looking better on its own is one thing. But if there's another sector looking a lot worse and it's got to pick up a lot of that slack, uh, that becomes the challenge in the short term. And, and, and what's more even is, uh, you know, we already have enough of a kind of a moving target, it seems like, with these quarterly stocks data. And I think you're going to dump so much corn into the feed now that you're pulling out of ethanol that it's just going to be uh, an even more elusive number as we go towards the, the June and even the September stocks reports here ahead.
0: Well, it's absolutely crazy, these ethanol margins. I mean, the struggle that is there. We've known there's a lot of talk of plants either going into unofficial early cleaning or, or you know, even being shut down altogether. It's it's very frustrating from that perspective.
1: It it is. And keep in mind, you know, a full-fledged shutdown uh, is definitely different than a slowdown. Uh, You know, if you really mothball something, it's kind of a process to bring a plant back online. But if we're just slowing down and kind of stretching out their... Uh, you know, contract corn that they may already have on the books, you know, is one thing. If we can get this, you know, economy and just generally things kind of up and going again, uh, sometime within, within 30 days, then they'll have that maintenance out of the way. And guess what? You know, if we get rid of the small refinery exemptions by August, it could, you know, we could really be singing a different tune, but we're still going to be playing, uh, playing from behind at this point. So what I would really like to see, you know, there again, it's going to be hard to put a number on a, on feed usage. I think we have to assume it goes up, but I think we need some time to really figure out how, by how much. Uh, in the meantime, I really hope we can see a much more improved export market. You know,
0: Excuse me as I, as I choke on my next thought here. You know, we, we look at this ethanol market and I get the creativity, uh, Green Plains Energy, for example. They made national news with them switching over and, and making the beginning processes of hand sanitizer. But the struggle that's there and from a consumer perspective, maybe they don't notice it as much because all they see is the, the dollars increasing at the pump.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you just, you know, you don't really know how the cards are going to fall here. You know, we kind of talked in the past about, you know, kind of a deck being reshuffled and now everything is going to fall and we see how everything comes back, comes back in the line. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the margin side of things. Margins, it, it doesn't, you know, ethanol prices almost don't matter. We just have to have that margin. And I think the quickest way there is if you can solve this oil, uh, you know, spat between the Russians and the Saudis. Uh, you know, the coronavirus situation is going to have its own impact. Um, but if the market even senses that we're going to get back to normalcy as quick as this thing came down, you, you almost can quickly realize you know, maybe it was baked in. Uh, but we got to get over the hump here. I think over the next seven to ten days, we're going to see. You know, if that's even possible.
0: It's nice to see NAS come out and say, "Hey, we are not going to be changing any of our times and time frame for when it comes to surveys," which means we're going to have that planning intentions report end of month. A lot of anticipation
1: yeah definitely i mean uh, you know everyone's gonna be looking for the acreage numbers i feel like the acreage at this point in my mind almost doesn't even matter what you know as far as what they print at this point um i think we all know it's going to change i think mother nature is going to have its own hand in that i think we're going to probably see prevent plant acres again this year it's just a matter of how much uh can't not imagine we see anything like last year but here here you know just recently there's you know almost an imminent threat that we could see a potential you know impact on acres due to COVID 19 and i think uh you know i don't fear that in a big way we still got plenty of time on the clock but uh nonetheless it's just interesting to see how all this pans out and to see what kind of shift in the acres um we could have between now and june it it seems more and more that uh people are even you know potentially looking at soybeans uh and i would have to second that i realize the ratio may not suggest it today but i think we quickly change that over the next 30 days and uh you can make much bigger splash on the bean carryout compared to corn with the way we sit today.
0: So I was going to ask you about that. At what point do we really see that acre war set in?
1: Yeah, you know, it was interesting that, uh, you know, the new crop bean-corn ratio was was kind of lagging here of late. Uh, you know, with all the shoe-based selling, I think, kind of took over there uh, and appeared to be a buying opportunity, at least in the bean-corn ratio. Uh, we've gone from, you know, around 2-3 here just, uh, what, a week ago or so, uh, to back to almost 2.4 here today, and I'm not so sure you don't go, you know, to 2.45 plus here uh, within the next few weeks as as we get the the planners ready to go. And, and, and like I mentioned, you know, we were looking at a billion so carry carryout plus or minus here about a year ago. Now you're down to 425. If we see China, you know, make any sort of effort towards these phase one agreements, r- virtually none of that's baked in, and we may have to do a little bit of catching up here. Um, but, you know, of late, uh, corn and beans here at the Golfer were some of the cheapest supplies in the world.
0: So what are you hearing basis-wise out of the country?
1: Uh, bean base is actually pretty good. I, 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 you know, have been kind of pushing that that if, if you've got beans on farm still, it's probably something to take a look at, at least take advantage of, of getting a move uh, independent of what you think market direction might be, uh, because if you continue to store them, you know, you're not going to want to take this out into the, you know, late summer months. If, if you're going to benefit, it's probably going to have to take, uh, that long, but in the short term, these crushing plants, uh, you know, board crush margins are, are really firm and they're looking for those beans. Uh, we don't know what that's going to look like even just 30 days from now with this type of environment. Uh, and keep in mind, we've got a South American harvest that's still underway as well.
0: Lots to think about. Stick around, folks. When we come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about South America and then look at the happenings of the cattle. What type of influence are we seeing from one market buyer? More is coming up. It's the Fontanel Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. KRVN, Lexington, Nebraska. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Sam Hudson continues to join us with Corn Belt Marketing. And we kind of left off talking about South America. What are you hearing with their harvest? And I know that there's talk of support disruptions as well.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and that's been uh, a hot topic this week. And I think part of the the drive in that crush, uh, that crush you know, profitability that we mentioned in that first segment, uh, it does sound like, you know, some of the major players are going to continue to do business as able. Uh, so as it sits today, I don't know if that threat is as, as high as it may have been even just a couple of days ago. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, we've talked about some numbers uh, upcoming and, and, you know, not at all, Shocked to see a little bit of short covering, a little bit of bottom picking, a little bit of end user, uh, you know, happenings here about a week ahead of the report, and it's quite possible prices just start to consolidate now. And as you mentioned, harvest is is going to continue to unfold. It looks like the rainfall uh, that's continued to be you know pretty regular, and especially in northern Brazil, could start to you know be alleviated a little bit. But I still believe that uh, from a production standpoint, we've seen the highest numbers on those South American numbers, um, and think we probably see that crop a little bit curtailed. But the question is. You know, it's probably not going to be enough to to really, you know, make a difference from the world balance sheet. And, you know, the demand destination is going to be a bigger issue here still than in the weeks and months ahead.
0: Wheat market, are we going to see any weather struggles in the near future that's going to cause concerns for the market trade?
1: Um, You know, here in the U.S. domestically, I think it's more a function of basis. You know, we demand and our numbers look quite a a lot better year on year. Uh, so we have seen an improvement there um, but keep in mind you know with our, with our carry that you know that it's available in the us i i think you know a sustained higher market you know with wheat over 550 or even six dollars is necessitated or predicated on you know some sort of production problem in the northern hemisphere mainly in the eu and black sea region so i think the market's pricing a little bit of risk premium in that regard um, but until or unless we actually see that happen uh i think you know our wheat carryout is going to be relatively safe and you know as it sits today it, it doesn't really boast uh, a need for bigger acres but that is something in the offing i think that you know eventually if it were to happen you know that's how you could pretty quickly steal you know five to maybe even 10 million acres back to wheat if you put it back to seven dollars
0: well let's jump over to the livestock side sam and and expanded limits and and the cattle for the most part didn't disappoint
1: yeah definitely, and uh you know had the c m e pursuant to uh rule five seventy nine a in order to not constrain trade into expiration they uh they expanded the limit of the marsh feeder kettle to ten dollars though we didn't even need it. It was the only contract that actually didn't uh it didn't go limit and, and i think it stayed within maybe even a five dollar range here today uh and part of that i think is is just the fact that you know we need to see this cash uh market and the cash index bottom first we did see index about five bucks lower yesterday. I hope that we get a low tick here coming in. Um, but, uh, what we've done is, is we've taken the, uh, the cash market, which was a, you know, hefty premium to futures and basically flipped that on its head. Uh, and at this point, with, with the live cattle market continuing to trade limit up as well, I think this becomes a timing play. Uh, part of this is going to be money driven, but we also need to see how quickly these cash markets can not only rally, but also sustain that strength. Because keep in mind, we just cleared out a bunch of inventory. Um, but we have got plenty of uh, in cold storage. Those numbers confirmed that yesterday that as expected. Uh, and now you've got even more in cold storage, but it's just in the consumer's freezer or the commercial's freezer, um, you know, rather than there on the sidelines. So I think the biggest impact here is the fact that you've lost a lot of these sporting and social events. You don't get that back. Uh, and at some point, I do think this is going to potentially back up on us unless we really see the export train start to roll a lot harder.
0: There's a lot of folks talking on social media about Tyson's announcement of yesterday. Is that having any effect or any play in the market trade?
1: I think it definitely has to have a little bit of a hand, and I think it just, you know, signals, um, I don't want to say desperation, but the but you know the, the strong need of needing to get these inventories and, and maybe wanting to... Yeah, at least appearing a little more fair in, in some people's eyes. Uh, in terms of how it impacts the market, though, um, you, you know, I don't, don't like to see some of that stuff given out after the fact. I think uh, it's easier to make a market when when you know the, the, the bid ask isn't interfered with. So, just be interesting when all the dust settles here. You know, especially after Holcomb and after this, if we see this debate continue to go about cash convergence and and just how it all applies and how it's all uh, well down.
0: We talked a little bit about it yesterday, and, and we've got to see some changes coming in on the cold storage next report because we see those grocery sell empty and the push to get new product out there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and the question is, though, is, is you know, Right ahead of all of this, we canceled a lot of March Madness events, like I said, the sporting events, the social events. So I think, you know, some of this is a, is a little bit just how, uh, you know, maybe we see how, if I want to say inelastic some of these markets are in just in terms of, you know, transferring all of that ownership and, you know, where is it going? Where is it going to get used? Uh, but like I said, when you, when you lose those events, it, that's the stuff that's really hard to get back. Uh, and when we do open things back up and get back to normal, I assure you, I don't think everyone's going to rush out, especially under the circumstances uh, to restaurants like they did before you're going to slowly kind of trickle back uh and it's going to take a while to eat up on these frozen inventories these consumers put in their freezer here but keep in mind also some of that may go to waste as well uh you know june july we're going to have uh, a lot to look back on
0: good things to think about as you uh look forward what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you
1: 800-655-3380 or www.cornbeltmarketing.com.
0: And of course, just a reminder, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss are not suitable for all investors. That is a look at the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local Fontenelle dealers. You can pick this up as a podcast at com or wherever you subscribe to your favorite podcasts. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.